broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of Stalwart Fortress. This is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there is only one true constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, King Offling, and I'm here with Josiah, and this is episode 21. How you doing, homie? I'm doing all right. Um, let's see, another another Tuesday in January, kicking it. Is there, is there something special about Tuesdays in January that I don't know about? Wag Die Weekly. Wag Die Weekly, indeed. All right. Uh, yes. So I guess let's just dive into it. By the way, guys, this is a live show. Um, you, if you want to come on up and, uh, and, and speak or give your opinion on anything, just push the microphone button on your Twitter app and then, uh, come on up. Um, so in terms of main adventure, we have not had any, uh, tweets, contents, updates, anything from the main account since uh, searing happened. Uh, we've been, the whole community has been kind of like wrapped up in the searing process and experimenting with different combinations um, and, uh, and, and exploring everything that's uh, been in the development there. Since the searing has opened, we've successfully sort of dissected the entire, um, you know, uh, menagerie of traits uh what creates them uh all of that is now chronicled successfully on the wiki um thanks to everybody who helped out with that um and yeah i don't know so how how is your how is your you know one week post searing experience being like um it's been really fun to see all the combinations you know last week we did the top 10 um sears just for fun right and people are still coming out with new things. New people are still coming in and asking, you know, what should I see or what looks best? So it's still good to see people are continuing with that. Um, regarding the main account, like you were saying, they did one tweet after Searing, and that was updating their um, their bio, right? So if you go to uh, Wagdai underscore ETH, their, their Twitter page, you'll now see for the description, they have the Discord link followed by the map link, and then finally the uh, quote-unquote official website link. Um, so that's pretty cool to see. It just feels like, you know, the devs are pivoting, right, to something uh, um, interface just a bit more palatable and inviting, I think, to more of the... So it's, it's really good to see that. Um, the location is also identified as the catacombs, which is good to see. Their banner page is still um, the statue of nameless serpent in the church that has been overgrown with detriti and the crow next to each other so i wonder if and when that's going to change um and what that's going to look like right yeah it is interesting because this is like you know we went from a project that was no no website no map no discord to literally now that it's got a website uh, an actual map and a discord on its header um, two out of the three things there are completely community operated, which is is I think a testament to the strength of the builders within the community and the talent that's in this pool, but also the devs' like willingness to, you know, uh, lean into that or or you know incorporate those aspects as 
official. You know, a lot of projects talk about being community oriented um, and it, you know, nine times out of 10, that means everybody go retweet this thing. Um, but here it's really is a collective of people building things and, you know, evolving the experience for everybody um, and a culture building out of that, which is which is really cool. So it's really neat to see some official, you know, it, it, as far as, you know, Wagdai goes, like that's about as official of a piece of thing that you can get like that map is pure canon, pure, pure essence of the project, the discord, which has been completely community run since its creation, right? Like, I don't think devs have like a hand in here at all. Uh, it's, it's now, you know, officially part of the experience and they trust, you know, us as a community to be inviting to new people, to be welcoming to new people, to provide them with the onboarding access and everything like that. So uh, good job, everybody. And like, it's an interesting development, especially considering like the origins of the project. Yeah, it, I see the thumbs down from Burst Islands for whatever bizarre reason. But if you go to the uh, the official pages, um, OpenSea um, front page as well, it says, Welcome Lost Pilgrim to the Forsaken Lands. There is only one constant, Wagdai. Um, so yeah, definitely long gone are the days of no map, CCO, you know, we are all going to die. Um, the, the number of people that have been trickling in to the uh, library Discord, you know, when people were saying, like, no one could find us, I I always kind of treated that as satire, you know? Because I was like, if, if you're looking hard enough, like, you'll locate it. But I think it was Merlin who re-entered after one of his hiatuses. And he was like, there, there's no link for the Discord anywhere. Like, you cannot find it. Um, and this was after, during that short period when um, Twitter had that updated policy of not including external links, like the link tree, to the bio. So when the official Wagdai account had that gone, I guess there was legitimately maybe half a month, two to three weeks, where you could not locate a discrete link to the Discord. I think that's that's like that that's really funny, but really unfortunate too. Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's one of those things that like as an somebody inside the 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 Wagdai world or whatever you're never gonna know right like thank god merlin left and and tried to you know he he'll always find his way back you're he's still here here remember you're here forever um but yeah we would never have known there were like barriers to access and like um similarly with the new people trickling in like paying attention to what they're asking question wise, like you know like how do i do this what is that what is this is important because it's like really illuminating the parts of the project that are like you know hard to comprehend or 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 hard to get into and building additional resources and explainers and stuff like that um you know we've recently been able to clean up some of the discord and make it a little more newbie friendly um which is uh slowly coming together but um yeah i'm excited to see what happens and 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 so far there have been more new community members um in the discord particularly over the last you know week week two weeks um it's been really exciting to see all that but uh in terms of more new official things um keepers did have one major tweet this week um and that was a new update to the snapshot voting structure uh so for those that are unaware the snapshot voting at decide.fateofwagdie.com determines both uh, 
elements uh, of the gameplay and story and our collective choices within the world, but also our conclave votes, you know, which which has to do with all of our uh, treasury access. And the old structure was you got one vote per wag die you owned, another vote per uh, token of concord that you owned, and then uh, two votes if you had a her ember and three votes if you owned a flame of the 21. This is being completely renovated. Um, so now under the new structure, it includes benefits for um, staking, but also massive benefit for searing. And these are cumulative. So to, and also a change up to the um, uh, token of Concord benefits as well. So to go over it now, um, you'll have one vote per wag die you own. You'll have two votes um, per staked wag die. Uh, you'll have two votes for every token of Concord that you own. If your wag die is seared, that's five votes for that wag die. Um, and then if it's seared and staked, that's six votes on that individual wag die. So there's definitely like hard benefit for searing. There's definitely hard benefit for staking um in terms of the voting structure and it makes sense like there's risk to getting the concord tokens there's you know um effective choice removal with the, with with searing it all in and you know officiating it um using the tokens uh and then searing uh, sorry staking is also like you know it keeps them you know in the world and everything like that so uh yeah uh, i'm curious like how many people's votes are going to be shifting uh you know what what kind of power is going to be adjusted uh, and how that's going to affect our next voting is, is your voting balance changing dramatically? Dude, I have five wag die, none of whom are seared. And that is the most I've ever held at once. So no difference here. I'm thinking about mischievio. He must have seared. I'm willing to bet he seared 99% of his bag. If it was like, like close to 30 tokens that I saw him searing. Like there's a lot of to tokens mischievous seared. Yeah, I so I would bet he's he's the top dog in terms of voting. Um so I, I think it's a good implementation. Um I think it rewards participation, which you know you love to see. You remember it was it was a few months back where Iculus first made the post about putting circulating the idea out there of increasing the voting value of 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 talks um so it, it's interesting to see how they've applied different incremental values the more you participate you know the sear and wag die and the staking um only one of my wag die is staked i i just remembered which which is uh for deus um so i guess he's pulling his weight um what about right. yourself how, what percentage of your bag is um i seared every token that i could uh and then, I mean, I, I most of my tokens have gone to the Concord of Research, right? Like, I've got about, like, 20 tokens that I sent there. Um, but then I also, you know, I had, like, Bands of the Bulwark and, like, uh, a Nameless Serpent Scale and, like, some of the other ones. So, uh, you know, the quote-unquote low-tier ones. Um, and, and I had, you know, I've been slowly sweeping the floor. Every time it gets to, like, 04, 05, you know, I just, I pick up a few. Um, so I've got, you know, plenty of wag die and, you know, with the 
you know the new the new staking is searing it's like all right let's 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 just do this especially the i mean the one i think the biggest change for some people might be the reduction or the equalization of voting power um for the flame of the 21 um you know it going from three votes to two votes and then everything else being you know now two votes is um a, 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 that's the only place where like voting power is reduced um but yeah no i've 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 done the math um on my spreadsheet which i meticulously keep um i've gone from about like a 75 voting power to uh, like 156 so <laughs> yeah okay uh more than more than doubled my total power and that's you know i still keep a small pool of wag guy not staked um f- just for you know trading activity i you know sure. sell as the project goes up so i can buy more when it's low um and increase my 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 power my control over this world mm. Mm. yes that's what it's all about but silence how about you dude yeah i got a lot of voting power now i've been i've been uh, accumulating past couple months i mean i don't have as much as like brennan but i like the i like the update because it forced me to stake like all of my wag die which i think yeah, I, that's really cool that's one thing i, I want to get into that but carry on sir that's the best part like brennan made a comment like a week ago or so and he's like all my wag die are staked that's why you can't see them or some shit on open sea and i was like holy shit like this is cool it motivates us to actually engage with the with the platform but um I like it. I like to see, uh, you know, some of the people that are active and engaged increasing their voting power. Hopefully, we have enough people on board to be able to vote in to take the Treasury 100% ETH pretty soon. That's my goal. I think I think we have one big person opposed to it previously, but now, Ms. Chivo, I think you're, uh, I think you, you probably watch the Bankless podcast, I'm guessing. He <laughs> 100% me. Hell yeah. Yeah. This guy? We need Brennan, me, you, and Mishtivo, hundred percent ETH. We're gonna do it. Could you could you uh, try chewing louder? <laughs> I can. Good chicken wings, bro. Um, no, the, the, the so I want to get into that part. The you know, actually, like the staking contract is such a cool and unique part of the experience, and like we we were only using it for um, quests, and it would be stake on the map like for the two hours of the event and then like unstake when you're done if you're not dead and it's like okay cool that's a that's a good novel use of it but it doesn't really like you know there's no risk game which is a thing that can like happen now you know like power consolidating in places because there's like mass incentive for you know big staking like brennan's got at at the at the coven um or 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 at cyber's mound or wherever right the having you know what Uh, don't forget the turlo titties don't can't can't forget um but now like with a mass a a larger incentive for the average player to be staking their wag die um you know we can start to see some gameplay elements evolve where more individuals staked at specific locations rather than just any locations or whatever can have some other game effects. So I think it's just another step, another evolution, and it's going to continue to grow. Um, but yeah, Brendan, your, your thoughts on the, on the snapshot changes. Yeah. I mean, I think incentivized world building where, you know, I forgot who was the first one. I'm pretty sure that was you or silence, but it could have been someone else that did the Nakes at cyber mound. And now that's like the naked colonist, right? 
like that became part of the world and you can't take that away. You can't retroact that without people staking or committing to putting them in certain locations that form these tribes and communities, sub-communities within WAGDAI. I think that's like really, really cool. And I think more of those will come out mostly as we get new map places. Um, so I think it's definitely a, you know, a good thing in my book that we're incentivizing that through voting mechanics. Right on. And how has your voting power shifted since the update? Well, since I burned 50 Wagdai recently, I did lose some, but I do have all of them pretty much seared except for one or two or three, um, and they're all staked. So um, pretty good. I feel, I feel, I think I, I doubled or tripled my, my vote value. I remember you were posting screenshots of the interface of what you're going to sear. And toward the end, I just saw like 50 bulwark tokens. Like yeah. an artificial crystal or something. I don't have enough. I don't have enough wag dye to sear the bulwark tokens on. I might have to sweep. I might have to do a little, little sweep sweep. If ETH, okay, wait, wait, I'll make a bet. If ETH drops to a thousand, I'll sweep fifty again. Bro, all right. I'm. I'm. Uh, I've never prayed for ETH to go down in my life as much. But let's go. Um, just, just for the next war, so we can kill them all, the druids. Yeah, actually, I mean, like, not to not to throw more wrenches into the snapshot voting structure, you know, now, but like, is there any reason to or or value in providing burn as a as a as a as a, a single vote or or something like that or half a vote or something? Um, I don't know. It's like burning is just permanent staking, right? Maybe I'm alone in this thought. All right. Are you saying that you think there should be a if? If a wallet has burned a wag dive, it should generate like a an additional like it's a permanent vote, right? Something like that. I mean, like there's functionally no like there's it's like a pseudo reward because it's like you technically could have gotten a reward if you risked it and gained a token through gameplay, um, which is I mean it, from the devs' perspective, that's the right way to burn, not throw them into the random void for no <laughs> no reward. Sure, all, sure. No reward. <laughs> but like. I do think that's kind of cool. It's a clever way to at least give something, uh, something out there. But yeah, I'm not. I don't think they'll do it. I mean, it's good to hear that opinion from someone with absolutely no bias on the topic whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's but, um? If that's the case, Bald Burner will have the biggest vote block out of anybody. Oh, dude, yeah, for real. Well, you know, with the last dungeon crawl, what they did was if your wag die died, and you know they got burned. The reward talk they actually sent you to. Yeah, that was an interesting change up on things. I don't know. Like, again, I I don't want like every aspect of this game to be you know revolved around making sure that the every action has the appropriate amount of votes. I think that gets so that, that turns this fun into like a really boring fucking mechanical e- equation of do this to maximize votes. And that's never been what, what Wagda has been about. Um, I think that the current update is really powerful in that it rewards the people who've participated um, in official gameness the most. Um, random random voids not notwithstanding um and i think that that's the direction it should continue to go um but yeah i don't know i'm curious to see how it continues to evolve when's the next dungeon crawl kingdom of the enlightened well yeah we still have to i mean we got to be pre- presented with our options and, and and then vote i'll use all the use all this new voting flex to uh to uh to take our vote um to our direction yeah 
Well, uh, we still have to go to the moth, right? Don't we get picked up by the moth or we're going to the moth of the catacombs? There's, there's something there, right? We're underground going towards primordial lands, right? We're there. Moths are, moths are in the catacombs, yes. So we're just waiting to see what they do with us? I guess. I don't know. We haven't really, like, had... I mean, we got some good lore but from the last spaces, but it was more like back history and world lore rather than, like, yeah. what's going on at the present and, like, what's going to be happening in the near future. Um, it was a recap. Yeah. It was a recap. Not- well, not just a, not really a recap. It was more like, here's some information about the world that you, you never knew, right? I tried to explain this on the last episode while, while I was rugging, but like, you know, it revealed that, that, that she who smiles was the one who created the church of her and that it's been there since the first cycle. Um, it revealed that, that Worm Lord Cool was the last of the, of the 17 and that Kilgore, uh, Godsucker Kilgore was the one before him. Um, and that everybody in the world had been killed, or pretty much everybody in the world had been killed during the 16th cycle when the when the god killer tried to end the world. Um, so th- there's there's some like better explanations as to like why the world is the way it is, um, and I really value that kind of thing um, because like one of the things that we've been doing and you know very very casually in the Concord of Research is um, starting to build like a real list or a breakdown. Um, of the order of the 17 and which ones came in which cycle and we're getting much closer to actually having that answer soon so um do you know who was the first sorry do we know who was the first the yeah start? she who smiles she who oh, smiles. smiles oh yeah 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 but um, moths are done as far as as far as the story goes they brought us through the catacombs that's where we are we're chilling um they played flight of the moth while we were waiting in the last spaces that's all they're doing i think they're they're done oh, is is that like you knowing the orchestral piece um i i think you a lot was up to interpretation by intention um so that's the meaning i'm imposing upon it but flight of the moth i think was their encore Rad. yeah i mean moths are like the uber of the forsaken lands as far as i understood uh <laughs> but we'll see um Prince, uh, just glad glad to have you up here. Uh, uh, you have something very exciting releasing tomorrow. Do you care to tell us more about it? Tomorrow? It's releasing in Is 30 it? minutes. Oh, damn. I'm good at time. Yeah. Uh, tell us. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> hello, everyone. So I'm excited to announce that the project that I've been working on for the past six months is finally going live. Uh, myself and my collaborator, Young Surf, who you may have seen in the Discord with the, the Tupac Wagdai collab PFP. Um, we've created a manga called Book of Gore. Uh, I wrote the story and Surf illustrated it. Uh, so the manga will be available on Manifold. And the claim page has been tweeted out by Surf and myself and other various community members. So it should be, it should be easy to find, but if you can't find it, just hit up the Discord. Um, and then we've also created a companion website, which is the, uh, that's, that's live right now, actually. So if you go to bookofgore.xyz, uh, I've pushed the changes. So that is the um, preferred reading experience. When you mint on Manifold, you'll get a token that you can display on the marketplaces, but it's a pretty shitty experience in terms of reading. So go to the website and read the, the manga through, the, like via the website. It's a, 
it's a long scroll. It's basically a vertical scroller. So you can do it on mobile or you can do it on your browser and you should be able to read it. Um, and you can read it for free on the website, which again is live. I pushed that up 20 minutes ago. Um, oh shit. So the story's out. Story's out. Let's go. Yo. We're ready to go. Um, so the story features a mix of original characters, surfs characters, and even a special guest community character. Uh, it's an original storyline that I created, and it even has connective tissue ties with some of the early lore that can be found on my Twitter from the early days of Wagdai when I was proposing to Wagdai NPCs on the blockchain. So for those who remember that, uh, we recently had Inti's uh, brother come into the public square, and we reminisced a bit on that. So that's an actual that's an actual thing that I did, but uh, we've we've weaved that into the story. Uh, and for those who remember, Merlin and I were supposed to duel back in the day. Um, well, read the manga and let us know what you think. Um, that's been woven in there as well too. Uh, and in addition to the manga, the website will also feature an updated characters page with original art from Surf that will tie various characters to their Wagdai NFT tokens. And there will also be a Kingdoms page that will also be updated with original art from Surf. But those will probably be coming a bit later. We uh, He's still drawing and we're still going to layer that in. Um, but yeah, be sure to check it out. I hope you all mint it. Um, Surf's really put in a lot of work, so I really just want to give a huge shout out to him. Uh, wouldn't be possible without him. Um, I had a story I wanted to tell, but I can't draw. I'm not an artist. And he's literally been grinding for six some odd months on this. Um, so yeah, let's support our creators and our artists. And I hope everybody enjoys it. This is awesome. This site is really, really good. Um, but I want to get into the details on the site, but like walk us through a little bit of like this, this story. What is the, like this story is the, the story of what, like give us, give us some, yeah, sure. you know, this, the, not, not no spoilers, but right. like, you know, back of the box. Yeah. Um, well, for one, I've always been the guy with a bunch of crowns who never LARPs. And so this is the first Prince Hamdo official LARP. Um, so you can get into the the Prince Hamdo kingdom storyline, uh, where he's from, his households. I mean, there's not there's not a lot of exposition in the, in the manga. It's like, hopefully you'll pick up on the tidbits of things that we drop. And, and if you have questions or want to piece things together, you know, that's... I'm available to chat through it. Um, it'll go up on the it'll go up on the website. But yeah, it's um, starring three protagonists, myself included. Um, three of those those three protagonists are NFT tokens I own. We can you can uh, check the character pages out or check my profile on OpenSea. It stars Surf, um, who is Surf's main PFP and character. Uh, it has some antagonists that again uh, for those who. Um, I'll, I won't spoil it, but I think almost everybody knows. I mean, you can see the cover art, um, who that might be. Um, but then there's another antagonist, uh, actually, that, and the book ends on a cliffhanger. And uh, there are some additional ties to other people's LARPs that have been going on over the past year. So there's a lot of connective tissue here. Um, but it's really like a hero's journey, uh, classic training arc, power scaling, anime manga thing. So uh, just following Hamdo and his his uh, cohort as they they venture on a quest to deter to to do things i really don't want to spoil it so yeah just consider it the the my first foray into larping dude some people some people drop some pretty dope tweets and some pretty dope videos but 
you're the first person to drop a 60 page manga as their core lark. <laughs> let's go. So, yeah, let's go, dude. Let's go. Um, let's let's talk a bit about this site because, like, you could have just dropped the PDF, um, or you know, just the the manifold mint or whatever. But you've gone ahead and like made a, a, a nice little site here, and you've got you know clear intention to expand on the characters, kingdoms, and lore front. Um, so walk walk us through like your goals for this thing and um you know what you see it coming mm-hmm. through it yeah so i originally started with world building so i have like a huge google doc filled with prehistory and kingdoms and family trees and families and stuff but the the volume one here that we're minting doesn't Uh, incorporate all of that it just happens to be like a snippet or a snapshot in that world's uh, world building and so after we saw how long it took to write volume one um, I mean we have volume two planned like planned out in terms of the story and like even as a little bit of volume three but once we determined how long it took um, I think Surf and I are going to need a break so the idea here is that we'll drop volume one which is one medium for this uh, world building story that I've been, you know, been thinking up to be able to get across. But, you know, Surf is not an infinite drawing machine. So if there were other ways to tell volume two or volume three, I created like a platform to do that. So if I ever wanted to say, like, start creating videos, like more traditional LARPers, or maybe even just write some journal entries or just do some creative writing, I now have a website where I can um, throw this stuff up on. And so if people are like, hey, what's Prince Hamdo's LARP? Or like, even like, what are all your wag die? characters doing I could I have like a centralized location for that um and so that was kind of my my initial thoughts right so uh fleshing out the the world building that I've already done via the characters and kingdoms page and then there's that lore tab I'm thinking I'm thinking about like ideas on what I want to do with that like I said I just kind of rambled a a couple of them off but it'd be cool to sort of use that as my vehicle for LARPing like I know a lot of people do the Twitter threads and they pin them to the top of Twitter but I don't know Twitter's not forever right so uh, my my urging would be to like everybody get all of your content off Twitter or at least back it up just in the event that Twitter goes down. Because like, what if we what if we lost all fifty some odd journal entries from Merlin, King, Julian, Cowboy, all those people? Like, get those things, store them locally, and then maybe we can all as a community eventually come up with some decentralized blockchain solution for the LARP. I don't know. They, these are these are thoughts, big brain pipe ideas. I'll probably just end up never doing it and rug myself, but you know, whatever. Yeah, no, it's a sentiment that's been carried through the community for for a little while now, not relying on, you know, Twitter or or any other platform for holding our lore when we have, you know, Ethereum is available to us uh, and we we have the ability to to do a lot of things with it. Um, Walk us through the actual mint too. Um, You know, we we only actually touched very briefly on on the the token and the the price and when it's, it's coming out in half an hour. Yeah, it should be at the top of the hour. Um, I wanted to do it like right after Wagner Weekly. So as soon as we like break from here, we still have something to do on Tuesday night. Um, but I've never done this before. So I was taking some advice yesterday in the tavern from from folks. And uh, they suggested that it be an open edition. Uh, we've capped it at a week timeline. Uh, and the mint price is 0.01 ETH. And it's not limited. Uh, there's no limited number to what you can mint per wallet. So uh, hopefully the the community is able to get their hands on it and then it can spread as far and as wide as possible. 
Um, but I also, like I said, I've never done this. So I assume if I've set up everything correctly on Manifold in 20 some odd minutes, y'all can start minting it. I don't know. I hope. Fingers crossed. It looks like it's true. Like <laughs> everything <laughs> seems to be set up. I followed all the tutorials. I hope it works. That's awesome, dude. I, I love Manifold for how easy it makes it to to do stuff like this. So uh, I'm really excited. And you said like the the token itself is going to have the uh, is going to be readable through. I mean, not as good as the website, but will be readable through OpenSea. That's correct. And if you go to the claim page right now, uh, for those who are savvy enough with Manifold, uh, I don't know. Whenever we tweeted this a couple of days ago, you can click the View Original Media button, and you and you could have read it ahead of time um, because that will take you to the actual token. That's uh, that's pinned, um, pinned on IPFS. So yeah, the, the media that you'll see is really just like a scroll, a horizontal scrolling version of the manga, but I wouldn't recommend reading it that way because it's like a bad UX. It's like cut off and stuff. The, the website should be the best reading experience. Right on. So that's a book of gore, G O R R dot X Y Z. Um, and, and it's, it's only 0.01 ETH. For, for such a phenomenal effort within the community, I think that's absolutely worth it. Grab a couple of them. You never know. Um, anything, any final words uh, uh, on, the, uh, on the topic of the Book of Gore? Um, everybody, if y'all love it, convince Surf to do Volume 2. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always happy to see content like this coming from the, from the community. It's like... It's what like gives real life to the to the world and the uh, the experience that we're building. Um, so so kudos to you guys for creating it, uh, and I'm thrilled to see that it's uh, it's finally come to fruition. Yep, oh, uh, so uh, we uh, in the in the Discord or prep prep an announcement in the Discord, and we'll 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 push it to and add everyone as well for when it goes live. Okay, sounds good. Right on. Well. Uh, let's see. Other things that happened this week. Uh, yesterday we had our first conclave meeting um, with the fifth uh, elected representatives. It was also the first official conclave meeting that was held in the public Discord tavern, uh, which is a, a, a pretty big shakeup compared to how things usually work. Um, most of the time, it's a, a private. Uh, you know, just the six people having a having a voice chat. This time, the entire community was able to to join and listen in. Um, and there were moments where there were probably like twenty to twenty four people in that uh, chat listening in. I'm surprised that it wasn't more chaotic. Uh, but even, yeah, Josiah, you popped in for a bit. What were what were your thoughts on the on the change up and and how we structure that? Oh, I love the live studio audience. It was something that we've discussed or thrown the idea around as early as season two of the Conclave, right? Making it public, doing it on Twitter spaces, not so much as the Discord chat. Um, so it's really good to see now at season five that has come to fruition. I, I only popped in toward the end. Were other people allowed to speak in there or was it just the Conclave reps? Well, hear, hear me out, but we, we couldn't stop them. <laughs> So yeah, no. You said you had a mute button. I yeah, no, no, no. We do, we do. But like you know, it was it was honestly yeah. People were chiming in um, where necessary, uh, so it was less like you know the conclave reps are the be all end all of decision making and and voicing their opinions and everything. Um, and it was it was really good. It was orderly. I was shocked at how like you know how little there were you know oopsie interruptions or whatever. But like. It was good. It was really, really solid. I was quite impressed with the community's like 
togetherness their their cohesion um as we chomped through you know probably like five or six bullet points and it was like oh it was an hour hour ten minutes um of, of that so I, I was quite impressed with everybody when i when i peeked at the roster you know i saw some faces in there who aren't really around at all so i think that was cool you know people in the discord seeing wow the wide jack community all these pfps line up they're actually doing work here um yeah, I feel like there's just enough decorum that people aren't like horsing around or fooling. You know, you kind of have to present properly. But the the familiarity of the Discord tavern also allows them to be a bit more comfortable with speaking because they've done it so much in there. Um, so I love to see it. Yeah, I mean, it can always evolve, you know, like, who knows, like, if it becomes a, a thing where we've literally got 50 people joining in, and it's just impossible to manage, like, you know, it could transition to spaces or to a discord stage event, or, you know, whatever. But like, I, I think the transparency and the, um, the open access to the to the conclave conversation is really valuable. Um, there were a lot of, you know, opinions expressed from people who are not part of the Conclave representatives that, you know, are are worth hearing and actionable. Um, and, you know, it didn't hinder churning through all of the, the, the line items that we had to get through. And again, there were like five or six of them. The first of which um, was actually something, Josiah, that you, you had uh, laid out as a proposal. Um, I, I do believe we talked a little bit about this last week, but um, unfortunately, we we came to learn that one of the uh, OG community members, NT, had had passed away. Um, and you know, you put you put forth a proposal for uh, you know doing some sort of memorial um, within the game, as well as uh, you know operating a, a, a buy order of the the tokens as a means of helping the the family. And uh, we we've come to learn that there is in process an official. Uh, memorial being built in in the game um uh and it's going to be uh you know on-chain serviceable um an, an essential like an essentially permanent part of the the, the wag die experience will be you know this this on-chain memorial which is is quite quite awesome uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to hear that yeah that that sounds like a really solid development um besides the I mean, the gist of the, the proposal was that, you know, we essentially, quote unquote, buy all of his wag die, right, as a means of supporting the family who survives him, particularly his daughter. And, you know, so, so some of the, the elements of that proposal that I'm really keen on is, is taking the characters that he had established um, and keeping those as a permanent part of the wag die story. So, you know, Chorus is the big one. It seemed to be his, his main character. Um, but something that his brother disclosed to us um, that night we all found out was that he had created Hipparchus too. Hipparchus, the, um, the astronomer. And that was a, a puzzle LARP account that really came out spontaneously and ran a very cool puzzle for about a, a, a week, I want to say. And the, the unique thing about that, that account was that the character's PFP would change three to four times a day. So in the morning hours, his, his background would be light and the character would be wearing a visor. Um, and then as the day progresses, it would, he would, you know, it would, that the visor would cover various parts of his faces until at night where it's completely off and he's, he's against, um, you know, a starry background. 
And so people notice that with the intentionality that the story was being told and this character was being, you know, lived out was really cool. So to hear that it was NT all the time, it it was like deep, it, it was really sad, right? But it was also deeply gratifying too, that, you know, he could tell this this wondrous story with this character. And to have a Wagdai's metadata change into that one, I think is a really cool part of immortalizing NT's efforts and participation in the Wagdai story. Um, so that is one element of the proposal I, I really hope gets passed. Yeah, yeah. They uh, for those who are looking for the account, I believe it was OX Figment on on Twitter. Um, uh, it was all yeah astronomy based puzzles. It was really cool. I remember everybody overlaying the 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 constellations on top of different Wagdai, trying to figure out which which token numbers were the were the ones that were represented by these constellations. It was a great little puzzle. Um, but yeah, uh, so that that that. Uh, is evolving it seems that all that is going forward um we'll probably be voting on um the the full details of it all uh later this week or whenever the final proposal write-up gets done um and the yeah the memorial will continue to progress as the the devs are uh, apparently doing it um uh on top of that there was uh a lot a lot of talk about the uh, you will not survive uh, proposal for those who are catching up still you will not survive is a uh, a game um, it is a survivors like uh, game experience um, made by uh, beef and and, and Rollinarama um, there's a full demo available it's uh, you know a 12 to 15 minute playthrough experience you can enjoy um, and yeah, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's a 60 K proposal ask to develop this thing into a full game experience. Um, it, it, to summarize the, the, most of the conversation, um, everybody loves it. <laughs> uh, it's like a very good game, a great entry, a great use of the Wagdai ethos or, 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 um, uh, you know, flavor, um, to a genre that a lot of people really enjoy, um, and there's a lot of confidence in, in it being a, a very successful project, but with it being such a big portion of the current Conclave treasury, there is, um, you know, a lot of request for due diligence, um, in terms of, you know, business structure and, you know, like accounting things and all of the boring ass paperwork stuff that nobody really cares about and everybody just wants the game. But, um, you know, ma making sure all of that stuff is got those ducks in a row or whatever, um, you know, is is on people's minds and is being addressed. And uh, um, their beef and role are very active in the Conclave forum and are responding to all of the questions and making answers and the proposals getting updated. Um, it will probably go to vote not this week, probably next week, if I had to guess. Um, it just needs a couple more updates, uh, or it's getting a couple more updates, um, and then it'll be good to good to go. And we'll <laughs> we'll all be collectively voting on whether or not we're going to have a, a Wagdai video game, which is awesome. Um, I'm very excited about that. Uh, do you have any any thoughts on? Have you have you played a lot of the game? I've been playing it sporadically as well as others in the genre to keep 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 um fresh the genre in my mind i'm not a particularly big gamer i tried it once because you just have to um 
I, I love the aesthetic of it. I love the sprites. And obviously a lot of that is preliminary stuff from uh, Etherworks, right? Um, so I, I love the customization potential they were talking about of having your wag die depicted there. And, you know, I Beef tweeted out earlier, it was, um, it was the red blade of Uria, which is a token, a seer trait. And he, he was asking for like suggestions or ideas about what abilities this would bring about in the game. So I, I, that's, I think that's what I'm most excited for, seeing the lore and worlds of Wagdai um, being translated in this game mechanic um, modem. Um, and I see lots of people coming into the Discord with screenshots of, I, you guys are changing the objective, right? It's not survive till the end. It's like surviving the longest and seeing how long yeah. you can delay the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've all been able to beat the final boss or whatever, but the real challenge is seeing how long you can keep the game going for it. Because when you hit the, like, 10-minute mark, it just spawns infinite final bosses at you, and it's, like, impossible to survive. But um, it's great. I did want to share uh, this link uh, here. Beef posted earlier yesterday um it it just says the goblins are here <laughs> and uh you know we got a little bit of alpha in the conclave chat yesterday um that uh the game may have strong hook availability for collaborations with other projects so um you know think of that what you will take of that what you will but um there you go is a goblin sprite <laughs> in a very particular style uh you know, no, no officiation yet, but um, there's there's something to look at and enjoy. Oh shit, that's also then, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that really cool. Fun. That was fun. I mean, like, it, it if you think about it, it does open up a lot of potentials. Like, that's something that we really hadn't totally considered, you know, during the first wave of conversation about the game. But like, you know, um, what, um actually, it, it kind of ties into one of the other talking points within the within the conclave chatter was cold world's uh you know consistently updating proposal about um you know finding marketing avenues or, or strong strong methods to community connection etc um this might end up being one of them very cool very cool um yeah uh there were also a couple of uh, the first time ever um so since we have a game now um, there, there, we had the, uh, a very rushed game jam proposal that had gone through. Um, that has been officially rescinded. Um, no conclave funds have been sent, so there's nothing to reclaim or anything like that. We're just shelving that um, now that we actually have a strong game prototype and we don't need to uh, to do any of that. Um, similarly, we are closing out the NFT NYC conversation just because you know we've kind of collectively decided it ain't worth it this time. Um, so that's not going to happen. Um, we'll have some further conversations about other events or whatever, but if anybody thinks that there's a good opportunity for a wag die presence somewhere, you know, speak up in the conclave and, and do that. And then um, the 3D collection, uh, we've gotten word from Kiyoshi um, that there is a high probability that it is coming in, in mid to late February. Um, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, there's been some additional previews recently. Um, what's what are your thoughts on the 3D as it stands? That's actually a lot sooner than I thought. Mid to late February, that's going to come fast. That's freaking like 30 days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at most, right? Yeah, that's wild. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw Poof dump, dumped a bunch bunch of uh, 
sneak preview of traits that we haven't seen before. Um, they look good. I wonder if they're going to tie it into the story at any point. You know, it, it's almost like it's almost like a form of searing, right? You're not adding traits, but you're completely reorganizing the dimensionality of your wag die. I'm curious if there's going to be how it's going to roll out. It's going to be, a, you know, a secondary mint or is it going to be tied to the story very, very concretely? I'm curious about that aspect of it. But the, the traits themselves look very interesting, 3D. Pandira was sporting. They had the, um, the green armor. That was just that. And Pandira was sporting it as his PFP for Hatsa. Just that green suit of armor. Yeah. I'm, one of the biggest questions that remains is how are these going to be distributed? Where are these, you know, are these tokens like hard tied into the existing NFTs? Or is it a new collection? Um, is it just a you know a CCO resource? Like, there's a million different ways that this could be like leveraged or released or whatever. Um, I'm and I'm curious to see what they end up deciding to do. You know, when you said that, you know, Invisible Friends. Yeah, yeah, the Meta Wrapped style, yeah, right? Yeah, they they released um, their 3D collection, but it was completely separate. But holders of the original also could enable their 3D version of theirs on the website. So it was both simultaneous. You could pivot between for the wag die that you own, but there was also the 3D wag die collection. It's interesting. I wonder, I'm I yeah, there's there's a million different ways that this can be handled. But it's also like it's one of those things that like dramatic it's a dramatic aesthetic change for some people. So I'm curious to see what the final methodology is going to be uh, and how much you know a discussion the community is going to have yeah people don't rock 3d nfts as their pfps on twitter that just doesn't i mean you know i'm kind of thinking about the current market and a kid called beast is probably the the latest 3d nft gathering hype but you know who knows if that's going to stick so if you get a 3d wag die would you sport it as your pfp I don't know. I'm me. I'm so tied to this like one pixel image <laughs> of King Offling that I've had for so long. Like, you know, I'll do like seasonal tweaks to it or whatever. But um, I don't know. I'm so attached to it that it's like I can't imagine changing it unless I see the 3D and it just like absolutely blows me away beyond all consideration. Um, uh, it's it's weird. You know, there's all that talk about Web3 and identity and everything. And it, like, it's really started to become true for me, um, you know, ever since I, I bought this <laughs> one one JPEG back in June last year. You know, now it's like, this is who I am. Yeah. It will never change. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I'm trying to think about the com community members here who adhere to one Wag or PFP. Prince Hamdo is definitely one. Um, even her silence was one for a, a while. He had his mascot, but he's diversified since then. Um, other than Merlin and yourself, Wolf, Don't Feed Wolf has adhered to his for a long time. Um, but that's a small percentage of the community. Yeah, people like uh, changing things up. They like the freshness. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like Young Surf has had that PFP forever. Prince has been that PFP forever. Ever since Julian kind of like landed on julian instead of laertes like he's been he's been that forever you know cowboy very seldom changes off of chen it, it's i don't know it, it, it's pretty pretty tied uh but, but we'll see i mean that's that's a whole nother philosophical discussion about identity and and web3 and jpegs that we can have another time um, because we are getting close to the end of the show and more importantly the mint 
for Book of Gore. Um, so I do want to let y'all know tomorrow night, or not tomorrow, Thursday night, um, January 26th at 9 p.m., we are having a shared community spaces. Me and Meeple Dad are going to be getting together uh, to do some Forgotten Rooms X Wag Guy, uh, you know, in, in introduction stuff and like just talking about fantasy projects and that kind of thing. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't really know a lot about Forgotten Runes and, you know, they don't really know a lot about Wag Guys. So we're going to be teaching each other about how we do things and, um, you know, that that experience. But yeah, so check that out uh, Thursday night. That's uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, let's see. What else have we got? I think that's everything. I want to give a shout out to to welcome newcomers Zul and Varazi in the in the Discord. Y'all have been popping in quite a lot and it's really good to see pixel parasite continue to to show up and searing and everything that's a lot of fun um but yeah uh spaces on thursday night uh book of gore minting in three minutes uh what else you got josiah <laughs> a shout out to community members cold world and bus they've been engaging in some guerrilla outreach tactics is how i'll call it um, you know, we, we like to have a lot of fun with different projects coming in and out. Um, and but the truth is that their work with the Dark Flex community has brought, you know, one or two curious members. So, you know, everyone has a role to play in the project. At the end of the day, it's all wagged eye. That's why we're here. So just wanted to shout out to them because, you know, behind all the playful stuff, they are doing good work. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, that's one of the things we've we've kind of taken, I think, ourselves a little too seriously over the last six months, <laughs> um, you know, in terms of like uh, engagement superiority. Uh, I, yeah, it's great to see. Um, I think it's healthy. I think it's good. That's how goddamn Web3 works, right? Like, you know, it's all about cross cross community engagement. So, um, you know, it, it, it's helpful. It's good. Um, so whether you're whether you're dark flexing or dialing up 56 Ks, um, as long as you remember Wag dies home, <laughs> um, it's good to have you and good to, good to have the share. Um, I guess with that, let's let's kick it. Let's get out of here. Uh, Book of Gore.xyz, go mint. It's uh, it's opening up tonight in uh, two minutes now. And uh, remember, everybody, we are all going to die. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well. <laughs>